Go. Go. So, so what other horse shit are you gonna, <laughs> gonna string me here, Grandpa? <laughs> Not a word. The camera is all on you yeah. and about you right now. Right, right. Viewers, uh, I always say, why don't we start with you? She says, no, no, no. I want to start with you because it's that more what comfortable. My voice sounds like? That's in my head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's much better than my wife's voice. Let me tell you. Um, viewers are more comfortable with you, which is a bunch of you know crap, as we know. So, oh, you know, and you're much more attractive to me than me. So, you know, next time we're starting with you. Okay. Next no time. ifs, ands, or buts. Okay. All right, we'll start with you next time. But for All this right. time, we're going to start with you and tell us what you've been watching this week. Oh, it's been a lot. And it's been a while since we've we've done this. Um, I watched a, a movie called Flamin' Hot about the guy, uh, Richard <laughs> Martinez. You're really close. Now I have It's a, not Martinez. No, it's Montañez. Montañez. Like Montana. Yeah, Montana. Montañez, yeah. Who claims, who claims to have invented the... Uh, incredibly red, incredibly spicy uh, spices that they put on Frito-Lay, a uh, variety of products. Now it used to be just Cheetos. Now I think they, it's even on Funyuns, uh, Doritos, chips. potato chips. Uh, I think I've seen, and I don't know if it was a fake product or not, I think I've seen ice cream. Oh my God. Yeah, but think about it. You know, the cool of the ice cream and then that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've seen I've seen stranger concoctions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Frito Lay says that this is not the story that this guy did not invent this, but that there is maybe a grain of truth in this movie. And you know, as I was watching this, I was like, should I be bothered about whether it's true or not? Because sometimes, oftentimes, we go to the movie to see what we want to be true, or that we hope to be true, or the story should have happened that way. You <laughs> yeah. know, and and that's really how Flame and Hot goes. I mean, definitely a rags to riches type thing. Guy's got a lot of trouble. He gets this job as a janitor at Frito-Lay, of all things, and works his way up by introducing this, this concoction that he has. And it's really a cultural thing because it talks about the Mexican culture, Mexican cuisine, Mexican pride. And that all comes into play in, the, in this film. Um, Eva Longoria directs this. And I got to tell you, the thing I liked most about this was how much energy there is in this movie, there's a lot of energy in this movie. The way the camera moves, uh, the way she'll cut sharply, the way she'll whip pan. I mean, simple things like putting spices together and tasting things become exciting right. because the way they edit it together. Yeah. And I think that was really smart because this could be really a mundane, boring kind of a thing. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I ended up enjoying it. I mean, it reminded me a lot of the old Frank Capra films, you know, the common yeah. man who overcomes, you know, the snooty snoot guys and everything, because we got a lot of snooty guys <laughs> as far as the suits. Tony Shalhoub, of course, always great. He's the head of uh, PepsiCo. And apparently this is the guy who really took a chance on all of this. And then billions were made, apparently. So, yeah, Flame Not, it's going to be on Hulu starting tomorrow. Good deal, good deal. So now we're going to switch to you, right? No, no, let's just keep going with you. It's okay. Otherwise, I think our viewers will get dizzy with the whole switch back uh -huh, and forth, uh -huh. you know? And All as right. film critics, we probably should pay a little attention to camera All work. right. All right. <laughs> what else? Uh, I tell you, one movie I haven't been able to get out of my mind is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wow. Wow. I was not expecting anything, quite frankly. I mean, I liked the first one. I wasn't, you know, I didn't... I wasn't blown away really? by it. I was like, okay, that's oh. good. Uh, but this thing really, really got my attention. I mean, it's the type of film that you start to... I, I, 
you start to reevaluate what the genre is capable of now uh, with all these computer programs that they're using, with all these this, this software that they're using. I mean, we know that it's revolutionized animation since Toy Story showed up and Pixar showed up, but this is something completely different. I mean, this thing, I mean, the Spider-Verse is about various universes with their different spider men, women, pigs, whatever the right, spider right, creature right, is. Right. And every one of these universes is a different visual style. I, I, one thing that I always worry about is when I see multiple writers or multiple directors on a project, that usually to me says, we've got problems right, here. Right. This has three directors. And after seeing this, I understood completely why you would need three directors to coordinate this, this whole thing and to put it all together because... Words fail me, really. You've got to see this film, to see the way it is all put together, the way it moves. And, of course, it's not just the visual. The story is really good as well. Um, you know, Miles Morales is the Spider-Man that we're focused on here, along with Gwen, who is from another Spider-Verse. And there's this whole question that comes up about how Miles became Spider-Man and what that means. And, of course, you can't have a Spider-Man movie if there's no existential crisis, because that's what Spider-Man's all about every time. Uh, but this one really ups the stakes and all the different Spider-Man characters that you have. When this comes out on home video, it better be annotated or it better have a booklet pointing out all the Easter eggs and all of the different characters that you see because I could not keep track of all of them. And from my reading Spider-Man over the years, I was catching certain glimpses of things, but I wasn't quite sure because this thing moves so, so fast. This is the second part of a trilogy. I have good news, and I didn't know this, and I was informed. The last part comes out in March. Okay. They're not making us wait years. And that, that is another thing that has me thinking why they needed three directors. If they were doing these things simultaneously to coordinate it, right. you needed more than one hand. So you don't have to wait too long uh, to, to see the final part. Interesting note, State Farm Center over here at the University of Illinois in September, they're going to show the first of the Spider-Verse films with a live orchestra, oh, how cool. which could be pretty cool. They announced that uh, yesterday, actually. I need to get more information about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that updated. could be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be fun. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Ted Lasso. We've got to talk about Ted Lasso. Uh, I know you and I have both been uh, disappointed with season three, but I think that it uh, has ended strongly. The last three episodes were reminiscence of what the show had been and touched on things that made it meaningful. Uh, for me, one of the great scenes of the entire series was in episode 10 in which Roy has a press conference that he does, mm -hmm. and he tells a story from his past. Right. Oh my God, brilliantly written, brilliantly acted. That was a showstopper par excellence. I loved that moment, and I loved how it ended. I mean, there I were very too. few surprises, but that's fine. Again, like movies we hope are the truth or we want them to be like the truth. This is what you wanted. You wanted this for these for these characters. Even though the show lost its way, uh, you never stopped caring about them. Right. You never stopped hoping that everything would work out all right. Uh, and if you're not shedding a tear or two during that last 10 minutes, you have got <laughs> a heart of stone. And that's one of the things that made the show great. Right. And I, I will miss it. Uh, so many spin-off possibilities, and I'm hoping for one that has been mentioned. Okay. Do you want to mention it or no? Someone has mentioned that Roy should coach the women's team. <laughs> <laughs>
the possibilities there. Endless. I'll just let you think of that, Endless. but that would be brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, so we're beast is over. We're going to turn it around to the beauty here. There you go. Oh, look at you. And um, oh. I'm going to start where you left off. Ted, Ted Lasso. Yeah, okay. um, I, I was disappointed with season three as well. Mm -hmm. We've talked about some of the shortcomings or uh, from our viewpoint, what we thought the shortcomings were. And, and we weren't alone. No, no. And I really, I was, I'd like to say that I was one of the first ones to say that season three lacked mm -hmm. Ted Lasso. You're right. And other <laughs> we, people it, have said that. They you, have. You, yeah. I heard it from you first. You're right. Um, and I think we got a little bit more of Ted Lasso and the Lasso-isms mm -hmm. in the um, second to last and the last episodes. And it brought it back to that heart of gold that, you know, that Kansas man is made mm -hmm. out of, you know? Um and yeah, I'm going to cry because it really was. Oh. The ending was perfect. And there were a couple of surprises there. Um, and not to give too much away, you've already given something away with the whole women's. Right. Um, can you shut that phone up? It's Chuck? Grant. I'm not shutting off <laughs> Grant, my son. Okay, I'll put it in my pocket. There we um, go. Uh, the fact that there is going to possibly be a woman's team, yeah. which is just, I loved that. And I loved the fact that Keely, I'm going to give another spoiler away, Keely didn't have to end up with a man. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so everything was wrapped up with a nice tight little bow, which was perfect. And until you just said the whole thing with Roy coaching the women's team, I didn't want any spinoffs. I loved the ending. Everybody had their place. Everybody went off into their their um, unreal make believe world that they're going to live in in my mind, mm -hmm. and that's where I want them to exactly be. right. And so to create a series will bring reality to those characters and give them more life. And I don't want that. I want them to be in my make believe world in my head, and that's where they can live happily ever after. So. Except for maybe the Roy and the Moses <laughs> that might be kind of fun. Um, and let's keep working backwards with Spider-Man across the universe or Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. um, I loved the first one. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed the creativity and the novelty mm -hmm. of all these multiverses and these different types of Spider-Men people and pigs. Um, this one was overload mm -hmm. for me. Um, you're giving me a hand signal. Did we just get a knock on the door? Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, no, we're back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody in okay, Bristol, no, Tennessee. I'm going to ignore that call. <laughs> um, I will say you are correct. It was an overload. Um, and, and every sensory portion, auditorily, visually, um, the story to me took too long to get to Mr. Morales' story. Um, I did need a recap because it has oh, God, been a yes. while, um, but it just took too long to get to, um, uh, what is the boy's name? Miles. Miles, Miles Morales. Yeah. Miles' um, actual story. Um, the story is good. It's just not as much heart, I think, as the first one. Okay. And again, it was just, it was visually frenetic. It was. And I had to close my eyes. Now, in a lot of this, those are comic books. That's what comic books are. They yes. are visual overload in static form. Right, you, you have and, time to take yes. it in. And and when you bring this to life, it is just, it's too much for my sim mm -hmm. system. I just could not process everything. And I literally did have to shut my eyes occasionally, not because I was bored or tired, right. but because it was just 
overload and it was too much for me to process. I completely understand that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Completely. that one to me is not one that I am going to say, hey, go out and see it. But it would be cool to go to see the first one with a live orchestra. Like I say, we'll get more information about yeah, that. Pass yeah. Yeah. Let me know when that is and okay. we can go. All right. Um, and then to Flame and Hot. Um, this is, and you, you recognize the fact that this is Eva Longoria's first director, her directorial debut, which I think she did a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she took a very safe story, or at least I think she thought it was safe in the beginning until there was this controversy that this is really not the origin story of the Flame and Hot um, products. Hey, what do you got behind you there? I, ha I happen to have oh, yeah, a couple of different... I had uh -huh, to pick them up. Uh -huh. On my way down, I stopped at Jewel and picked up some. I did open up a bag of the Flame and Hot potato chips, and I ate them. <laughs> so, you know, you realize you've done exactly what they want you to I do. Know, okay. I know, you're welcome. You are welcome, Eva Longoria and uh, uh, Jesse Garcia, who plays our main character. Right. This one's for you. <laughs> the, the look on your face. Oh, just that color. Oh. The color. Oh, my God, that color. And you know there's one scene where they have a little boy face oh. testing, and he goes, ha, 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 ha. And they were like, is it too hot? No, no, good hot. I want more. <laughs> and is, is it a good hot? This is a good hot. In fact, it's not as hot as the potato chips were. These are pretty good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, no. Um, so this is this is the American dream. This is the rags to riches. This is anything and everything can come true if you have the grit. Excuse me, the grit. It's a little hot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Power through. The grit and determination <laughs> to be able to to go for your dreams, no matter what your background is and, and, and how the deck is stacked against you. Mm -hmm. And also, and I like the Tony Shalhoub character because yeah. he was somebody who could relate to um, someone with an immigrant story. Mm -hmm. And he was kind enough in a place of power, my throat is burning, in a place of power to open up a door and to lend a hand right. and bring him through. Um, whether or not, again, there's any truth to this, I don't care. I hope there's truth to this, mm -hmm. but if there's not, there is still, my mouth is watering. <laughs> there You're is doing great. You're bad done. <laughs> there is still that inspiration to say you can help other people. Don't look down on someone because they have one station in life. Right. They may have hopes and dreams and don't squash them, help them. Yeah. So to me, that was an inspirational story. And I do, I think Eva Langori has a wonderful career ahead of her as a director. Yeah. I hope she takes something a little bit more challenging Next time, this is a straightforward, safe story to tell, but it is told with heart and humor, and mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. So check it out. Hey, have yeah. another one, Pam. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Pam's going to go get a drink of water. So. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about... I don't even know. What are we talking about? Are we doing Speedy, Speedy guy. guy? Speedy we're doing Guy. Speedy Guy. Or as otherwise, otherwise known as The Flash. <laughs> we'll be talking about The Flash next week and a couple other things, too, I'm sure will pop up. That's right. Speedy Guy. He's All my right. guy. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.